0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest today is author Janet Fouts. Today we will discuss social media issues based on her book, Social Media Success. Janet, a seasoned entrepreneur, social media coach, author, and speaker, co-founded Tattoo Digital Media in 1996. She has been active in online community and web strategy for more than 15 years, and she has a blog, janetfouts.com. Janet, welcome.
1: Thank you. Nice to meet you, Elena.
0: Likewise. And this is a topic that I think has so much relevance today and so much interest, and at the same time, there are many people who are still confused and uncertain about social media, So, if you bear with me, I'm going to ask you to start with us from the beginning. In your book, you start out by describing the concept of social media. And you say that social media is people engaged in conversation around a topic line. Recently, I read, for example, that in France, people are gathering in person. But that they consider that social media. Would you help us get our arms around the concept. Do you have to be online for it to be social media or is this gathering example a, a form of social media?
1: Wow, that's such a great question because I think people are very confused by how uh, social media really works. And, you know, yes, is the answer to your question, social media really takes place online, but people really need to understand that it's just the first step. Certainly developing a relationship with someone online through any of the social media channels is just the beginning of the relationship. You want to continue that relationship offline and actually meet people face to face, make phone calls, find some other way to interact with that person or the rep, or the relationship can remain kind of shallow. So what people have been doing, are, there's a lot of different ways, but they've been doing things called meetups or tweetups where uh, a bunch of people who have have met virtually through social media channels are then getting together and meeting face-to-face. And it's really cool because what happens is is that people meet through the social media channel. They've shared a lot of information about each other they've learned about each other's lives, when they actually meet face-to-face, they kind of th- feel like they know them already. And it makes for a very interesting um, meeting when they finally do connect. And so people are taking that second step and doing these tweet-ups all, all around the world. And I think what you were talking about was probably LeWeb, uh, which was uh, a really interesting... Um, kind of a conference for people who met each other in social media or are interested in social media or just online marketing.
0: So so far, it's a way for people to communicate. Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: it's a way, way for people to communicate online and connect, but then take it to that next level and, and actually meet face-to-face.
0: Which brings me to the next point as with any other form of connecting and meeting, it could have a social connotation, a family connotation, a business connotation. Mm-hmm. How do we as social beings and business people, because of course our audience are mostly interested on in the social and business aspects of these applications, how do we Look at what's available out there and decide what applies to us and what to focus our attention on because there are so many choices and so many concepts and new things keep on coming. Where do you get started?
1: It really never stops. There's something new every day, something new in every different kind of business, uh, pretty much any interest that you have, there's a social network out there for it, and there's a new tool popping up every minute. So it can be very confusing for people. And what I generally suggest are using some of the um, so-called listening tools. Um, a really good example is a website called Social Mention which is at socialmention.com. This is a free tool, and what it allows you to do is put in a search term. So if you're interested in a particular area, say sailboarding, you can type in sailboarding and see where people are talking about sailboarding across a very wide spectrum. It covers the major social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter, forums, blogs, and it'll come back with a list of places that you can go and read a little bit more and get to know those networks and decide if it's a good fit for you. Are the people that are having conversations there people that you want to talk to? So rather than just jumping on a network um, or jumping on a tool, I really advise people to do a little bit of listening first. Do a little bit of... um, research to decide what networks are worth participating in for you. And you really want to kind of get an idea of, are they talking about sailboarding on this network right now, but they never ever do otherwise, then maybe that's not a good um, network for you. So you really want to kind of listen for a little while. Don't rush into it. Don't jump on networks without knowing what their focus is. Um, it makes it a lot easier to not get completely blown away by all of the different options that are out there.
0: Is social networking for everyone? And when I say for everyone, I'm just going to, for a brief moment, put aside the social aspects of social media and focus specifically on, on social media as a business tool. So if we're looking at it from a business perspective for our listeners who are trying to make business decisions, Mm -hmm. how much of their time, how much of their resources and their budget, if any, they should be allocating to social media. Looking at it from the spectrum of very large companies to small do-it-yourselfers, independent business owners, etc., Is this something that everybody should be participating in? Because, of course, in order to participate, even if the social media itself is free of charge, you still have to dedicate time and energy to understanding, listening, and from there on. How do you decide whether this is right for you?
1: Well, wow, that's a really big question. (laughs) Uh, Let me start with whether social media is right for everyone. And I'm going to say yes, but with as a qualified answer. It doesn't mean, when I say yes, social media is for everyone, I don't mean everyone has to get on and start talking on social media networks. Maybe your business doesn't apply um, to going on and, and speaking on a particular network. Maybe that's not the way you personally want to do business but you do still need to listen. Uh, you need to be doing searches and finding out what people are talking about whether it's in your particular b- business area of interest or your local area of interest. You can learn an incredible amount from just watching and not actually diving in and, and participating on a one-on-one level. You, you can listen And find out what's going on in your neighborhood. You can find out what's going on in a particular business space. And if you have a business, uh, you know, let's, let's use Whirlpool for example, uh, they listen a lot on social media for people talking about their products. And when somebody mentions a Whirlpool product, you'll find that a customer service rep will contact you in some way. If you're talking on Twitter about you just bought a Whirlpool washer and it broke and your service people won't won't talk to you, you very well may find that somebody from Whirlpool will connect with you. So that's a really good example of a really big organization listening to social media and taking action. Um, so that part of it's really important. For a smaller business, and especially an entrepreneurial business where, you know, you may be running the business by yourself, you're doing your own marketing, you're doing your own sales, you've got to deal with the customers, and you don't have a lot of time, there are a lot of things that you can do to make it more efficient. Uh, sites like Social Mention have alerts. Google Alerts can help listen for you and let you know when somebody's talking about something that you need to respond to in some way. And uh, it doesn't mean that you have to be constantly monitoring networks. It, there are lots of efficiencies you can do that make it easier for a small business to stay on a level playing field with even Whirlpool and really get involved in this stuff but not spend all day doing it and, and assign those resources. And you're absolutely right. If uh, you're going to spend resources for your business, that's a monetary decision. You're taking marketing dollars away or you're taking your time, which is worth money, away to do this. So you want to make sure you do it in a really focused way that uh, is, is in your best interest and doesn't spend a lot of that budget time.
0: What's your first step?
1: The first step is always listening. It's always trying to find out where are people having conversations related to your area of interest and how can you engage them. And if you watch for a little bit, and this is particularly good on uh, sites that go by really quickly like Twitter, um, you can watch for a little bit, see who's engaging, decide if you want to connect with that person and then connect with them. Um, So that's really the first step is to to kind of identify who you want to participate with, what networks work for you, and then think in your own mind, how much time do I want to devote to this?
0: You've taken your first baby steps and you have an idea that this is something that you want to do, but you also want to be cautious about not doing things the wrong way, getting off on the wrong start. We know, of course, that as with any other form of communication, you need to be aware of the rules, the unspoken rules. So in the same way that you probably wouldn't show up at a social networking event and just start talking about your business or your product, what are the rules within the social networking forums? Uh, what what do you need to know before you put your foot in your mouth to avoid putting your foot in your mouth?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's very true. And I, I talk a lot about this in the book and also on the Social Media Coaching Center, which is one of my blogs that um, every network has an etiquette. Um, each network is different. Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, Twitter, they all have very different etiquette involved. And you kind of need to watch and, and see what people are doing. Um, decide, you know, are people uh, very open in sharing information? But the basic ground rules of any social network are the same. Just like when you go to a networking event, you know, and there's that guy who goes around collecting business cards and he never really asks a question about you. It's all about him and his business and here's a card, let me have your card and then he turns and walks away. Don't be that guy. You know, that's, that's the worst possible person to be in any situation. So social media is even more so that. So you want to listen to a little bit. If you find somebody that you want to talk to, maybe you want to start out talking to them by saying, hey, I read your blog post and I thought it was really great. I like this point that you made and I have a real interest in that area and here's here's a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. It's about getting out there and sharing information giving something to the community. And the more that you give to the community in uh, pats on the back, uh, shared information, and the less that you say, hey, I'm over here and I've got this really great widget and you've got to have it, um, people are going to be drawn to you because you're more of a giving person than a taking person. And that's true across any social network. You want to be the person that, that people think of as a sharing, giving, generous soul, and that's very important in in social situations. Um, don't be that guy at the at the networking event who's going around collecting cards, and you really don't want to give him your card, but you do just to make him go away. You don't want to be that guy.
0: <laughs> you want to be a pleasant social media uh, person, right?
1: Yeah, you want to be the person that other people want to have no you know boy I didn't put that well <laughs> you want to be the person that other people um, you know really want you to like them they want to give you information they want to participate with you they want to interact with you because you're generous you talk about them more than you talk about yourself um, it really my kind of rule of thumb is that for example on Twitter out of every ten posts that you make, only three of them should be about you. And There's a difference between broadcasting, which is a big no-no, and broadcasting is when you're just sending out information, sending out information, but you're not engaging people. Even if that information is about other people and you're just saying, here's a link, here's a link, here's a link. Okay, they'll like the links, but you're not engaging. You're not interacting. So you really need to go that extra step to see who in the network that you're involved in is interesting and say, hey, you know, Joe had a really great post over here about this, and I'd like to share it with you. And in that way, you're sharing both with your network and telling Joe that he's a really great guy and he wrote a really great post. And that's a way to really endear yourself with your network and with the people that are that are involved in the network
0: janet what do you say to people who say to you well i'm just too busy i can't find any time in my day my day is already so full that i just can't find time to be on twitter or facebook or linkedin and or those people that say to you, well, I'm on there, but I really am not seeing any business results. How do you counter that?
1: Well, you know, I understand that everybody's busy. And I think that uh, one of the things that people need to recognize is that the way we market is changing. People are gathering on social networks because... Uh, there's an affinity there. There's an affinity around a product or a particular way of doing things, um, a culture. And so people are paying less and less attention to ads on a website, for example, and um, They want relationships. They want to have relationships with the people that they do business with. So if you're completely ignoring social media, I think you're ignoring a marketing opportunity. And you're going to have to work harder on your traditional marketing to compete with people who are marketing in social media. So is it a really effective way to spend your marketing time, your marketing dollars? You can say you don't have time, but you make time for traditional marketing, right? So you need to make time for this. And maybe it's part of your marketing budget. I don't know. It depends on what you do. But, uh, you know, I, I really have to say you got to make time. It's time to step up. Things are changing. You can't just say, oh, I don't have time for that. Now, to speak to the second part of your question of, okay, I'm on that network and I'm not doing anything or it's not, it's not bringing me any business. Um, there's two parts to that, too. The first thing to question, to really honestly ask yourself is, okay, I'm not getting anything out of this network. They are talking about my area of interest or my business, so why am I not getting anything out of this? Am I giving anything to the network? Because if you're just sitting there, odds are good nobody's going to notice you. Um If you're not participating and actively engaging, why should they care about you? So no, you're not going to get anything back because you're not engaging and you're not participating. You need to really step back and look at that. Um, I kind of recommend that people sit back and look at what they've posted on a network over a period of time and see is it delivering the message that you think it's delivering. Um, If you're... Links or your blog posts or your Twitter posts are being shared by other people. What context are they being shared in and is that getting your message across? Because if it's not, then maybe you're not communicating effectively and you need to look at that again and see if, uh, you know, you're really, you are engaging or you're just kind of sitting on a bump on a log and hoping somebody notices you, which is pretty ineffective marketing in in any method
0: there's a right and there's a wrong way how do we find the path we we know now that there are that you need to listen and we know that you need to be active not just post a profile but that you really need to make an effort and give to the community and become engaged if I've heard everything you've said correctly mm-hmm. Now what do you do?
1: Well, now's when the fun part happens, really, because once you've identified a network that is talking about what you're interested in and you've identified people that you want to engage with, now is when you can start to really develop those relationships and support people, and you'll start to see a following. Um, you will start to to gather your own personal network, Uh, let's say that you have a presence on a blog, on maybe a a podcast, Um, maybe you're on Twitter and you have a Facebook page. You can start to think of all of those different points of presence as your own personal network and how you're going to interact with people on that network and kind of, engage with them a little differently on each network and start to cross over. Say, hey, I did this really great post on on my Facebook page. You ought to go see it. Uh, maybe you're going to send your Facebook page people to your blog. Maybe you're going to send the Twitter people to your blog. Um, start to really develop that network. And I want to get away from... Uh, what some people think about social media is that you're going to have this instant huge friends network and people are going to flock to you and, and your business is going to take off. And I really want to debunk that because it's not true. Um, sure, you may have moments where you get a huge bloom in followers because of something that you said or a really great blog post or someone else shared your blog post on a different network and now you had access to that whole network, and they all came to see what you said, that's awesome. It's really great. Don't expect it to happen every post. Don't expect it to continue to grow at that rate forever. This is a really long-term relational business. And so you're going to see growth spurts, and then it's going to kind of fade off for a little while, and then you're going to get more and you're going to have to continue to nurture those relationships, um, but that's where it starts to come back to you, and that's where you'll start to see people evangelizing for you, and talking about your business, talking about you, talking about your product, and your networks will start to market for you, and that's where the payoff is. That's where uh, the whole, all the work that you've done to carefully groom these these relationships pays off because people will bring business to you and that is incredibly cool um, i have clients who started out fairly slowly and then their businesses started to really take off and now they can see 20 30% of their business coming from their social media presence um and the other cool thing about that is, is that once you, uh, really start to engage, it gets easier. You know, it's, it's really a lot of work in the beginning, and I'm, I'm not gonna, not gonna try to fool anybody that, oh, it's social media, it's free, it's easy, just say whatever you want. This is work. And, it's valuable work, and once you get it going, It starts to be easier. You get into a rhythm. You say, you know, I have certain times that I post at certain networks. I have, you know, a regular blog and I post on it once or twice a week. And you start to get into that rhythm. It works into your marketing program. It becomes a natural part of you. And yet it's still paying off every day with new relationships, with people feeding back into you and helping you support your business. So um, it can be very rewarding over the long haul.
0: This is not a short-term, immediate returns situation, is what I'm hearing you say. You need to yep. invest your time and energy.
1: Yeah, just like any other marketing campaign. I mean, when you look at you look at a big marketing campaign, uh, you know, people are projecting six months, a year, two years ahead. They tend not to do that with social media marketing, and I'm not sure why, because it's the same as any other marketing campaign. You don't expect an absolute, immediate, permanent return with any marketing campaign. It's all work, and this is no different. It's um, It seems easier and it seems free. Um, it's not, but it pays off big in the end.
0: Janet, are there particular business or business types or individuals who are more likely to find success in the social media environment than others? Are there business types that you think, wow, this is really perfect for social media, and others where you look at and you say, no, nah, no, nah, you really, this is not going to be ideal for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I think people who are naturally gregarious, for one, um, people who are Salespeople at heart. You know, the, the true salesperson really, really works on their network constantly. Uh, you know, when I was working in the restaurant industry, I would get a lot of people who um, sent me, you know, the, the distributors would be constantly grooming the relationship. They would call me and let me know about new products they had. They would um Send me stuff, you know, say, hey, we've got these really great mushrooms, you should try them. Maybe mushrooms was a bad example. But, you know, they would really nurture the relationships and anybody who understands that kind of relationship building is going to do well in social media.
0: Any particular business types, um, I, I don't know what they might be, but for example, funeral services comes to mind because it's such an in-person kind of business, um, or maybe retail shopping, I, I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Are there any particular types of businesses or restaurants um, that you think really shouldn't invest a lot of energy in social media?
1: Well, I think some of the ones that are... <sighs> How do I say this gracefully? Funeral homes are a really great example because when you think of something like that, you think of something that you're going to need once, uh, it's not something that you want to be continually thinking about, so it may not be the best niche. Certainly you can get in that kind of top of mind, use it as advertising, but you want to have something that people are going to relate to on a regular basis. Um, I bet that if I did a search on social mention, there are probably networks for people who work in crematoriums. Um, that they can use to develop within their own business, within their own community. But as a marketing stamp from a marketing standpoint, to market to the community at large, it's probably not the best venue. Um, there are a lot of different ways that a business can use social media. However, let's go back to that example. Uh, a lot of businesses. Create networks that are really designed for people in the business to talk amongst themselves, share uh, techniques and strategies, and so those kind of social networks have a little bit of a different use. It's not marketing, but it's um, you know development, and so they can they can learn and grow within a community of their peers. So that's a little different way to use social media for. Um, Professional development, however, it's not marketing, uh, and there is definitely a difference, and there there should be a line drawn, I think, between the two. Um, so, yeah, there are some businesses that, you know, it's it's not really. Um, they may be too proprietary. Maybe it's uh, a software development company or somebody that makes, you know, microchips. Um, there may be a lot of proprietary information there that they don't really want to share through marketing. But um, on the other hand, things like restaurants, wineries, where people have a real passion to talk about them on a regular basis, those are really good ones to put out through a lot of different social media networks because there's there's a lot of interest in the population.
0: Okay, so let's assume that you're in one of those that does benefit from social media relationships. How do you decide which one or which ones you should focus on? Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Flickr, LinkedIn. I mean, the list goes on and on. Oh, yeah. What, how well, would you recommend they get started with that?
1: Well, besides the listening first to find these networks, once you listen and you've found a couple of networks, and let's say that you find uh, YouTube and Twitter, as two places that they're talking about something that you can really actively engage in, then you want to think about what your skill sets are, what your strengths are, what your time is. Um, YouTube is a really incredible channel to get um, for search engine optimization to drive traffic to your website. It's a really great channel to get discussions going and to get you know video interaction going. But maybe video isn't your thing. Maybe you're not set up to do video. Although a lot of people now are taking like a flip video camera or the new Kodak camera, going out in the field and just shooting something. Um, an important thing to remember about YouTube is that these things don't have to be highly produced. They're much better if they're very organic and relaxed so that people feel like they're connecting with you as an individual instead of your production company. So they don't have to be hugely produced. But if you're not comfortable doing video and you can't dedicate time to that, don't do it. Just don't do it. Watch it, listen to it, comment on YouTube um, videos, and that's a good way to, to drive traffic, but it may not be the right venue for you. Um, same thing with Twitter. It's a really good venue for conversation um, but you have to be dedicated enough to find links to share to nurture your network and really get involved and um, if you don't have time to nurture that network then you know it, it may not be a good venue for you I know a lot of people who come and tell me that you know they're on Twitter and it's just not working usually that's because they're not engaging they're uh, listening or they're they're Doing a thing that on Twitter is called retweeting. And re- what retweeting is, is when somebody tweets out something in, some information that's interesting to you, you can, what we call retweeting it, which is just by sending it out again and saying this came from, from my friend Joe and it was really great. Uh, if you're just retweeting and, and kind of regurgitating information, People get bored with that really quickly. You need to be adding your own commentary and adding something to the conversation, adding value to the conversation. And if you're not, you may not be seeing a lot of returns. You may not be getting a lot of followers. Um, And it's important that you follow people back on Twitter as well. Um, I see people all the time who have huge followings. People are listening to what they're saying, but they're not... Uh, following back. Um, sometimes that's a case of a celebrity that they simply can't follow that many people. But in um, other times, it's that they're using it just to listen. Well, then I'm not going to reach out and talk to you because you're just listening. You're not engaging. So, you know, you need to think about those things too. Um, Twitter is a fair amount of work because the engagement is so quick. Uh, but there are a lot of tools that you can set up to to kind of streamline that to listen for you let let you know when there's interesting stuff out there. Um, so those are two kind of opposite networks to be involved in. Um, does that I'm not sure if that answers your question or not.
0: Absolutely. It brings a thousand other new questions to the fold, but we're going to run out of time before we can answer them all. I I think what I'm trying to do, at least today, is to give people a a certain comfort level and a an idea that they can help, that can help them decide whether this is something for them. Which brings me to the next question. So you've been listening to our conversation and feel that you're really not that sociable or you're not convinced with the social media thing, but you don't want to discount it altogether. Can you go to a third party? First of all, of course, we know there are people out there who do that, uh, people who can coach you or people who can do it for you. So the first question is, is that acceptable? Is it okay for someone else to do the social media thing on your behalf? How does the social media community view that, and how should you represent it? And maybe before I even ask that question is, should you think about that as an option?
1: You know, it is an option. Um, When we coach clients, whether or not they're going to use a a virtual administrator or a social media VA, um, they can do a lot of things for you. They can help you find people to connect with. They can manage your network for you, you know, decide if... People are uh, people that you should engage with. They can watch for conversations that you should engage with. But when it comes down to the very bottom line, who do you want to represent your business? Who do you want to represent you? And realistically, it's got to be you. Uh, you know, it may be someone in your company that uh, can speak for the company, but uh, the engagement itself really needs to be on a one-on-one basis um, you look at some of these bigger companies that have multiple people uh, participating in social media networks for them. They identify who those people are and what their role is in the community and in the company. So doing it as what we call ghosting, where someone's pretending to be you and tweeting or posting on blogs as you, isn't really advisable because it's not you. And when you finally make a connection one-on-one with that person and they say, oh, it was so funny or it was so great when you made this post about our company and you have no idea what they're talking about, you're going to look really stupid. And looking stupid is always bad. So we want to avoid that. Um, That said, again, a social media VA, um, you know, when I work with clients... And they're really busy. I'll have my VAs do some of the background research. I'll have them help them find information that they can use to engage. If they need somebody to edit their work, if they're writing blog posts but they need an editor, that's certainly acceptable. Um, you know, there's there are a lot of fine lines because you don't want to be misleading the community that you're building. You don't want to be leading, the pe- misleading the people that you want to talk to in your network. And so you really need to be honest and open about what's going on. But there are a lot of things that people can do in the background to feed you information so that you don't have to do it all yourself.
0: How do you keep your personal and your business connections separate? This is something, for example, that I see people on Twitter sometimes um, are just talking about, well, I had a cup of coffee today, I went walk the dog, and then you see other people that are talking about their business projects. Mm -hmm. How do you keep the two separate and when is it appropriate, if ever, for these two to come together and and not... uh, be breaking any of these etiquette rules or unspoken rules?
1: Well, you'll find very quickly that if all you ever talk about is how horrible it is in your office and how your, your cube bank drives you crazy and your peanut butter sandwich you had for lunch and do what some people have, have, you know, just totally labeled sites like, like Twitter and Facebook that, you know, people who are involved in that don't have a job. The reason is because they're they're tweeting or they're posting too much about really things nobody actually cares about. And so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is where all they talk about is business and you have no idea of who that person is as a person. You only know that they have a product and a business and an area of interest. So you want to be somewhere in the middle. You want People to identify you as a human. You want them to connect with you. Um, you know, for example, I have a horse, and it's really interesting that there are people in my network, you know, when I go down to, to the ranch to ride, I get questions from people in my network about what kind of horse she is and, and what I'm doing. And they like to know that little fact about me. I don't post about my horse every day, you know. I don't post about my horse every hour, but it's a little faucet of who I am that's acceptable to share. Think of it as when you go to a um, a boardroom meeting, and there's that first ten minutes where everybody's kind of talking about their day or or what they're doing or what they're going to do that day, and that's the getting to know who you are as a human part of the meeting, but then it gets down to business. Now, that's only 1% of that meeting. You may be meeting people from other businesses who you've never met before, and you want to get that relationship with them as a human being first so that you can relate to them, but then it's down to business. So you want to think of that part of your discussions on social media networks as an important part but a very small, important part. So you want to keep that balance. Um, some people go way overboard with that, and you'll find that people get get tired of it and, and unfollow them and disconnect with them. And you know, it's it's just not nobody nobody wants to talk about that all day. But they do want to connect with you as a human, too.
0: And that gets a little tricky, though, right? I I know people who say, well, I don't want anything to do with those social networks because somebody else has access to my information. It's on a third-party website, and they control who gets to see it and what happens to the data. And once it's out there, I don't know who gets to view it and what they're doing with it. Big Brother is watching.
1: You know what? Big Brother already knows everything he needs to know about you. If I want to do a search on you right now on Google and you've never participated on a social network, you would be shocked with the information that I can come back with. So there is no privacy on the Internet, period. Don't say anything on the Internet that you are not comfortable sharing with the world. And so from that, you know, people people think that, for example, Facebook is a private network because, you know, That's where you have your friends and your family and you talk about stuff. Don't say anything on Facebook either because anything that you say online can be shared in some form, even if you're in a closed private network. There's nothing to say that somebody else in that closed private network can't share your information. So it's very important to understand that you don't have personal privacy in social media or on any other network. It's just it doesn't exist. So it's you know don't say anything in public that you wouldn't say in public, and you know understand that at some point, um, if you are online as part of your business, what you say in public is going to be related to your business. On the other hand, you also want to be listening for you know like I think everybody. I don't care who they are. Everybody should have Google Alerts set up for their name, for their business name, for their brand, and their major products. Because you want to know what people are saying out there. Because even if you're not participating, that doesn't mean they're not talking about you. So you want to have an idea of what those things are, what's going on out there. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to... Use scare tactics. I'm just saying that, you know, that's that's a reality of the world that we live in now. And um, so there isn't, it, it, the information is out there anyway. Your job is to make sure that the message that's attached to it is appropriate and, and sending the message that you want it to. You can't do that without listening and finding out what's going on out there.
0: So Janet, you're out there, you've, you've listened, you've done your homework, you're engaged, and you have a network of people that you follow and people that follow you, you've, you've done everything you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to figure out if this is working and what things you should do more of and what things you should do less of or maybe you shouldn't be doing any at all, etc. And whether you're the big company trying to allocate resources for next year or the mom and pop shop that you have to figure out, okay, how much time do I have left because I need to go take out the trash or attend the conference or whatever it is that you're doing. How do you decide? Is there a way to measure the impact that you're having? And I know measurement is always a controversial thing, but Mm -hmm. what's the bottom line that helps you decide, am I doing the right thing and what should I be doing more or less of?
1: It depends on what your goals are. If, you know, your goals are to develop long-lasting relationships and get people talking about your product Then you're going to look to see how many people are talking about your product. You're going to do some more of those searches and there's much more advanced, uh, listening tools that you can use to gain some of those metrics and find out. Has, you know, you take some, you, you take some benchmarks in the beginning and say, okay, right now the traffic to my website is this. And so far I did a search on social mention and 32 people are talking about, you know, the space or my product um, or nobody's talking about my product. Then in six months you go back and you look and you say, Wow, you know, this person talked about my product on this network and it resulted in a sale. Uh this person talked to that person and that person called me and returned the interest. And so you have to track all of these incoming streams because uh one of the things about social networking is it's very diffuse uh you know you go to a, net, a a face-to-face networking event and you meet someone who knows someone who knows someone else who wants your product same thing happens in social media uh it may not be a direct link it may not be that your traffic increases to your website particularly but it may be that you get more phone calls or that you're able to Resolve a situation through a social network um, that puts out a fire. Um, there are a lot of different, a lot of different interactions, and you've really got to try to collect them all. So, setting up those listening tools is a really good way to kind of monitor what the buzz is about your company, uh, what the feedback is, what the sentiment is. Let's say that you had a very negative. Thing happen with your product, you know. Let's not even talk about Toyota, but you know, let's let's say that it's something like that. You know that there's been a lot of real negative buzz. Can you manage that with social media? Can you moderate it with social media, and kind of get counter information out there? Let people know that you're taking action, that you're trying to do something, and that um, you're listening to what they're saying. Then you can say that you've got, you know, you've you've returned value. How do you put a dollar amount on something like that? I don't know. Um, You really have to have to decide, you know, how you're going to quantify things and and what it is you're going to try to use this for. Um, If it's driving just driving traffic to your website, um, then your tactics are very different than if it's if you're going to try to increase engagement or just overall knowledge of your product.
0: It's a not an easy thing to do is what I'm hearing you say. It's very personalized.
1: It's very personalized and you really need to have an idea of what your goals are before you go out there. Like any other marketing program, you know, you don't just start marketing willy nilly. You have a plan. Get a plan. Know what your plan is, know how you expect to achieve success and how you'll measure success. Um, And it it really is different for every... The metrics are different, the tools are different um, based on what your goals are.
0: And of course, it's not always about quantity. You may be in a situation where what you're looking for is engagement with your audience or with your network rather than thousands or millions of visitors to your website.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, a really good example is uh, Bank of America has started listening on Twitter for people complaining about them, literally, and uh, I complained on my network about an uh, issue that I had with a, uh automatic teller, and B of A Help on Twitter was listening, came back, connected me with the right people to solve my problem, and... Um, it, the whole thing resolved because I was out, you know, complaining on my network and they picked up on that and used it as a customer service opportunity to turn my negativity around. And now here I am on another social networking tool, podcasting, using an opportunity to say something good about them. I've become an evangelist from what was a very negative experience.
0: Are some networks better than others? So, for example, for purposes of our audience, are there networks that you think are specifically better if you're trying to reach a Hispanic market audience? And if so, uh, are there language issues that you need to take into account?
1: Well, there's two levels there, you know, because obviously the Hispanic market has a uh, kind of a duality to it because there are the the spanish-speaking Hispanics and the American the english-speaking Hispanics and they do tend to gravitate towards different things um, there's a really great online community called que pasa that um, is really more towards the english-speaking Hispanics and it does cross over as well but it's a really large community and um, you know then there's uh uh what's the name of it? mundos which is really more towards the spanish speaking hispanic community so you know there there are a lot of networks and it depends again on on what your goals are and who you want to reach and why um, you know they i think that there's a big mentality Amongst the marketing community, that if you want to target Hispanics, you got to go, you know, Univision, and that's not true at all. It's a very diverse community within itself, and identifying the different networks that that um, pertain to that market is really important. There's a really big um, social media group um, called Lat- Latin SM, I think. And that's really a social media group of Latinos who are working in the social media markets, and um, that's a really interesting group to follow and, and see what they're doing. So it it really depends on who your market is and and understanding the Hispanic market, and then it's it's got a lot of duality and that there's a lot of depth to it um, within that within that group itself.
0: Janet, what? If any tools are available, if you want to up your reach, are there any paid options, sort of like with the search engines where you can pay for better placement? Is there such a thing in the social media networking environment, and, and are these tools effective?
1: You know, there, there's still a lot of pay-per-click ads that go on Um Within the networks themselves, so you can target them specifically. Um, you know, and Facebook has their own proprietary kind of pay-per-click ads, uh, and they are. I think they're effective for branding, but you don't get as much click-through. So, if what your goal is is to get your brand name out there and get visibility within a particular network and target it to. Particular discussions, you can do that. Um, and with Facebook, now they've got um, pretty pretty good targeting. In fact, I I get rather upset because I get uh, ads targeted to the fact that I'm female in my age group, which I'm not quite ready to accept yet. So it um, they they target it very specifically. Um, do people click on those ads? I think it's pretty low. Uh, But from a branding perspective, it can be very, it can be very effective.
0: What suggestions would you share with our listeners, Janet, who are making decisions for their companies about these marketing tools that they can take back and implement in a practical way in terms of what to do and how to do it, should they do it themselves? Should they seek someone to help them? and if so, how to go about it? What say three suggestions would you share to get them started?
1: Well the first one would be not to uh, not to hire anybody who tells you there's going to be a quick fix. Um, just like a lot of a lot of other marketing, Spheres. there are a lot of snake oil salesmen out there who are going to tell you that they're going to do this all for you and they're going to come back with lots of traffic. You know, be really suspicious of that. Uh, it. There are a lot of people who are um, taking advantage of people's lack of understanding of social media and promising the moon. And if somebody promises you the moon, you should really realize that it's not for sale and you can't have it. Um, so that's that's the first one uh, the second one is as I said to to set up some listening tools um, if people go to my blog um, I have a lot of information on there that can help people get started um, and also the social media coaching center com which is a, a site that I've designed just for people who who want to learn this stuff and can manage it on their own um, you know that are really self-taught learners and um, if they want to hire someone to do it, you know, then there are lots of places that you can, you can find those people, but you want to, again, qualify them. Talk to them. Do they resonate with you? Is it someone that you can relate to? Is it someone who's going to help you build your reputation? Or are they building their own reputation? And it's very important to kind of look at their work and see if that's what they're doing. Um, because if they're building their reputation instead of yours, they're not going to be helpful in your marketing. And, um, you really, you need, you need somebody who is willing to help educate you and help your company grow and really takes your company, you know, to heart and and is interested in it. And then they can help you in a lot of ways, setting up the tools, identifying the tools, um, they can help you find people to connect with, help you find the markets, and do a lot of that legwork. And getting somebody who's experienced in social media to do that legwork for you is a really smart thing to do because then you can use their experience and then really engage on a different level than kind of sticking your toe in the water and hoping for the best.
0: Thank you, Janet. And there's also the the possibility of, as you said, listening and seeking out resources like websites and books that can help you gain a better understanding before you move further so that you have an idea of what these social me- media networks are including of course your social media success book which is available in an ebook and print format is that right
1: yes that's correct through amazon or barnes okay. and noble
0: Thank you, Janet, for joining us today early in the morning (laughs) from San Jose, California. And to our audience, thank you for listening to author Janet Fouts, who has discussed social media issues based on her book, Social Media Success.